0: Hello, welcome to a mall life podcast. Uh, we're excited. I'm Dave. This is Don. And we're just a couple of mall guys ready to talk shop about malls and all the things that we love about malls. This is a place for us to be excited, have some good times, and really just uh, share the excitement of what uh, what we love about the mall business. Uh, but specifically, all the crazy fun that happens at the mall business, which is what we're excited about. Today, I was thinking, you know, Don, I was thinking, uh, I remember taking my mall staff once to a movie theater to watch the movie Paul Blart, and I actually <laughs> borrowed, I actually borrowed a, uh, a security uniform so that I could show up late to the movie and surprise my staff with it. I made my office awesome manager dress up, too. So, we came dressed in the park, looking full, white, po- white button-up shirt, mounting hat, Black slacks, whole nine yards to watch Paul Blart in the theaters with my staff. But it reminded me, because Paul Blart's kind of a fun American icon of a cult following movie, but there's some great stuff in the mall business related to security guards. And I thought we could maybe explore that a little bit, some of our history with, with security and uh, love to kick off. Is there anything that in your memories that sparks maybe your favorite or something?
1: Well, well, first of all, that's the first I've heard that story. So, oh well, let's so see that's, hey that's new the things of, for us. But I think I've got a first one for you too. You dressed up as a mall cop. Uh, I said in our first podcast that I used to do all these odd jobs. I was a mall security guard for oh, a while. Oh, oh, that's uh,
0: one up. I was just <laughs> I was the fake one.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I was seventeen or maybe just turned eighteen. And uh, there was a company in the town where I lived that had been started by some retired or uh, not active police officers, and they started a security company, and it was called Police Inc. So your patch on the top said police and ink on the bottom, and we wore the same color uniforms as police. Now tell me that that would work now. Ooh, that's, yeah.
0: uh that's not going to work very
1: well. Yeah, and let me just say right now too, uh, for all those people that have worked as, as uh, security guards in the past, it's a horrible job. It's fun a lot of times, but you also put up with a lot of crud. And part of that, you know, the Paul Paul uh, Bart story, yep. Yep. you know, sort of sort of set it off. But there's a lot of dedicated people out there, and there's a lot of good stories too. Uh, I've seen compassion at, at levels that would bring tears to your eyes of what security has done uh, above and beyond to help people, uh, I know they take a lot of abuse from kids. Uh, I, I I've seen them
0: run and grab an AED off the side of the thing and, right. and bring someone back to life. Yep. I mean that's that's training right there, and that's a great service.
1: Absolutely, uh, and we'll talk maybe a little bit more about that later because we never quite know where this is going to go because we just sort of wander through stories as we go through. But uh, my security guard to part. Uh, let me let me just start the. When I was hired by this company again, I was working part time doing this. The first thing they had For me doing Police Inc. <laughs> with yeah, police police inc. inc. Yeah, they had me working a strike at a at a uh, electrical equipment manufacturer, and so we would hold the gates open and let, uh, as they were referred to, scabs in, lovingly, lovingly, lovingly yeah, to, by I the guess. by all the people that were there <laughs> shouting and stuff. <laughs> And then after we got them in, we just paroled, uh, patrolled around the outside. And I was patrolling in my own car. It was This was 74, maybe. My own car was a 67 Dodge player with damage to the rear quarter panel. That was how it was when I got the car. And it was the same way it was when I sold the car. But uh, So I'm out there uh, one night. Uh, this was probably the second or third night I was working out there. And some of the uh, picketers on the outside thought it might be fun to try to scare us by shooting twenty twos our way. And it worked tremendously. I was scared. You were scared, <laughs> they, honestly. They weren't trying to hit us, but they were just sending little messages there. You hear a little pop. You hear yeah. stuff. And uh, I'm sitting there thinking, gee, my $1.75 an hour or $2 an hour may not be worth it. And then I get a call on the radio, and they said they're making a lot of noise at gate, whatever it was. Go make them quiet down. And I'm thinking, now how's this gonna work? <laughs> so I drove over there in my car. I got out. I motioned for someone to come up to the fence. I said, "Look, I'm making a buck seventy-five an hour. I want to get enough money to fix my car. I'm gonna be here till ten o'clock tonight. Could you just be quiet till ten, please? Just please don't." And he laughed, and he went back, got everyone to quiet down. I went back, and I had a wonderful. Every shift after that, when I got uh, when I came on, I'd go back out to the gate. I'd say, "Guys, I'm back. Thank you for working with me." It got to the point where it was over winter, and I was having to burn gas on my side of the you know in my car to stay. They had uh, they had fires over there. They had a portalette at... I would let myself out. Go stand on their side with them. <laughs> I I'd, I'd, I'd take no advantage. <laughs> the group. Yeah. Well, but you know what? It it did what we needed, which was it was controlled. So uh, after that, then I start getting other assignments. There's several. I'm not sure I will. We don't have time, nor do we want to go through all of them. But they did have me work in a mall. And this is the terrifying part. The officers that we have now, whether they were in-house or when they go to a contract service, and I think most people probably use a contract service, they are trained. And I know people make a lot of fun of police uh, security officers. And, you know, some are definitely better than others at it. Just as I like the ones with teeth. That's my favorite. (laughs) I like all the teeth in there. Smiles. But... But uh, you know, it's it's a tough job. It, there's a lot of turnover. A lot of times, it's sort of a first job, and that's you know, they're, or they're, they're between jobs, or you used to get retired police officers and so on and so forth. But uh, they put me out in a mall, and uh, they gave me the, the police incorporated gave me a pearl handled thirty eight. Whoa! And gave me shells because I wasn't old enough to buy ammunition. No training. <laughs> I had the Browning belt. You were talking about the Smokey the Bear. I had that. Uh, I had mace. I had handcuffs. The mere fact, and I'm showing Dave now so you can tell that this is true, I still have all 10 of my fingers and all 10 of my toes, because I used to practice my quick draw in front of a mirror, just in case I ever had to draw. I did do it with an empty gun, because I didn't have that many bullets. I couldn't take the chance <laughs> can't of can't waste to, them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of Barney Fife type thing. And uh, uh, I, I worked mall security. I have to tell you, I was coming home one, one day, and uh, I was living in an apartment that was half above ground and half above ground because it was cheaper. You know, it was sort of the. And uh, they had a, um, a wall air conditioning unit, sort of a window air conditioning unit just set in, and it was right next to the walkway coming in. And as I'm coming in, there's WASP building a nest in this air conditioning unit. And I'd really been itching to use my mace, I just wanted to see how effective it was. So I whipped out my mace and I sprayed those wasps just the same time that it kicked on and it blew uh, the pepper gas back in my own face. So I Ooh. maced myself. <laughs> I, I only pissed off the wasps because they don't have mucus membranes. It just yeah. made them mad. They yeah. they they didn't realize that stuff sort of was what supposed the heck you doing? to... the Yeah. They, they didn't realize that was supposed to uh, disabilitate them. But uh, instead, I was the one who got the worst one of that. But... Uh, yeah, uh, I will say that my time at, at the at the mall was very uneventful. Um, I did, uh, back then you had to carry a, uh, a watch clock with you, and there was different points where there were keys attached to a wall. So you went in and you showed that you were there. And I did mace a dog one night that came out at me, which I think was better than trying to shoot it. And then I just didn't go back to that spot the rest of the night because I figured that dog's going to wait till I come <laughs> that back. That right there yeah, waiting for you so, the whole time. So, uh, like I said, I had my own experience with a... Uh, with, with a security uh, at a mall. Luckily, they didn't keep me there long. Uh, I think the fact that I was 17 or 18 and I looked like I was 14 or 15 might have been part of the reason that they, they moved me on, but uh, it, uh, it, it was an interesting time. But there are, a lot of, there are a lot of stories out there. And Let me just say, too, uh, you know, we said in our first podcast, and I think this is something that you'll see as we go along if this does catch on, there's tragedies out there that go on at malls. And we don't want to make light of that, and we don't want to to ignore it. But the purpose of this podcast is to tell good stories.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's enjoyable to hear the fun, right? Even, even the stuff that maybe has a less fun ending, but it's just it's hilarious in the end because yeah. it's just funny.
1: And and the fact that there's people out there, both men and women, that are willing to do this and that are willing to go out there and and deal with the public. And like I said, even for them, I think if you talk to the ones today. You know, ninety-five percent of the time it's probably fun. Five percent of the time, they're having to put up with guff from people that are, you know, just being rude. Yeah. And uh, you know, you'll never fix rude if you if you're just in retail sales. You have the same thing. Probably ninety percent of the customers are are great, and you've got some of those that you'll just never be able to, never be able to make them happy. I, I have to tell you, one of the when when I was that security guard, one of the places they had me work was at an airport, and I used to have to inspect every bag that went on. This is when hijacking first started. Oh, yeah. And they had actually just built these plexiglass uh, rooms where before it used to be the end of the airport, once they start having people have to go through security to be checked, and it's not like it is now where you couldn't go through if you didn't have a ticket. It's just if you went out there, you had to to go through a a bag inspections before x-ray. And uh, out at this airport where I was at, the first time a 727 landed there, when it turned around to taxi away, it actually blew the plexiglass in. <laughs> they oh wow! Yeah, the thrust really just it.
0: Didn't, didn't even design it correctly for the for the runway. <laughs> yeah,
1: but when we were talking about customer service, there was a flight flying in, and it was a short, like 40-minute flight, and the airlines would serve liquor first because they made money on liquor. Mm-hmm. So there was probably 20 minutes where they could, you know, serve something, and. Uh, when we got a call saying to meet the plane, there was upset passenger getting off and this lady came off and she was livid that she couldn't get her, her Coke on this short flight. And they were trying to explain to her, you know, we'll come back to you if we can. And I'm not saying if the airline was right or wrong about, you know, serve liquor first to make money. So uh, we took her into the counter and that uh, ticket agent was wonderful. She said, uh, uh, you know, is there something I can help you with? She said, well, I'm sure you've heard. And, of course, she had. But she said, you know, you know why don't you explain to me? And so she explained it, and she said, I am so sorry. She said, let me tell you why. And she explained the shortness of the flight. You know, they, they couldn't serve everybody. And uh, she said, well, what are you going to do about it? And she said, well, you'll need to fill out this complaint form, and we'll, we'll take it. You know, we'll, we'll run it up the, the flag so she handed the lady the form and the lady said well i'm sure this is going to go with all the other hundreds of complaints you've had and the, the customer the gate agent said I've been working here eight years. This is the first complaint I've ever had. I made that lady so mad she didn't know what to say. She just turned around just and walked away. Surprised so like, anger at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was was like, step away from I don't that. know if that's really what happened, but she obviously wasn't too terribly concerned about this lady having that. So
0: Having, I, having a, a Coke instead of a liquor or whatever it was. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have to tell one more story about the airport, and I know we're talking about malls, but uh, this is uh, this was at the era of, era of uh, where Watergate had, uh, right after Watergate. And there was a a federal prisoner. I don't know who it was, but he was being uh, transported to the city where I was, and uh, he was being incarcerated in a federal prison there. So I'm working that night, and I look up, and Walter Cronkite is in my line and a bunch of newsmen. And And For those of you who are too young to know who Walter Cronkite is, look it up. But uh, he was a very well-respected and and very well-known newscaster at that time. And so they had these big cameras, because this is before the satellite, you know, and and they had uh, big sacks that almost looked like gunny sacks with rolls of film in them. And I was instructed as a security guard that you open everything. I opened every purse. I opened every container. You know, you open the luggage. You set stuff out. You look around. And... uh, we had wands that we ran over people because they weren't the yeah, you, things you, you walk you through. The them, yeah. like you now, yeah. And so uh, he gets up there and they set the camera down. And I'm looking at the camera trying to figure out how do I even open this? Because they were big cameras. They weren't, they were the, the old film cameras. And then they had all these cans, of, tins of, of, uh, of film. So I reached over and started pulling out one of those. I was going to open it up and make sure it was just film. And Walter Cronkite reached over, touched me on the arm, and he said, Son, I'd rather you didn't open that film. And all I could think of, if you can't trust Walter Cronkite, who can you trust? So I didn't open anything. I got him on, obviously, the plane. The place, Plane still worked out fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, it was, I, I cost, guess I could have also ruined it for him. So. Yeah, you know, but, uh, got a
0: lot of sunshine on the on the, on the the precious film and yeah. it ruined it.
1: I suspect they would not have been happy, yeah, but I no. could be wrong.
0: Well, at least he stopped it kindly instead of tackling you. <laughs> yes, yeah. and,
1: okay. and, and I tell you what, if, 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 and, and I can still remember the the inflection and his tone and stuff. I mean, it was it was Walter Cronkite. I mean, back then it would it was.
0: me was mean the famous of the famous yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's, so. that's, that's the that's the evening time episode everyone listened to. <laughs> that's That was, right. was a U.S. household known known name for
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: for yeah. for creation.
1: Well, I've talked for quite a bit. You want to you want to jump in and tell sure, the security yeah, you, story? I, I've well, got a couple here too, but there's
0: there's some good ones. You know, one of the fr- I remember when I was an assistant GM, I was. I was doing something with my uh, mentor GM, right? So I'm talking through some budget or something going on or whatever. And like all good facilities, we had uh, radios, you know? So radios are everywhere, right? And everyone carries one, and you've got call signs or whatever. Well, my boss at the time, who was teaching me something about it, uh, she had a radio off. Like, it wasn't on in her office because we were talking or something. Where, like Anyway, all of a sudden, you know, you could call it the ghetto com. I don't know. The, the front desk lady just hollers back, Hey! Any of you two listening to the radio? I'm like, uh, no, we're doing something. You might want to turn it on. So, like, we reach up, grab the radio, turn it on. And as she's bringing up the volume, all we're hearing is, there's a fire, visible fire, fire, visible fire. And we're going, what in the name of, huh? So, we're like, so we got, to, you know, this is management one, management two, whatever it was. This is management one. Where is this Look at Outside by JCPenney's, you know, click. We're calling Metro Fire, whatever it is, to come in. So we hustle our bacon out the back door of the office, down the emergency escape escape stairs, out the back door, around Macy's or whoever it was, and and we come around the building, and the security mobile is literally on fire, like (laughs) in the middle of the parking lot, just like engulfed in flames, And the security officer is standing, like, 20 feet away, just staring at the car. (laughs) Not doing anything. Just literally, like... And the best part was, the car is still running. Yeah. (laughs) So, he's standing there just, like... And he, like, sees us and is, like, I don't know. Puts his hands up on his (laughs) eyes, like, I don't know. And then he just looks around. But then he, like, comes to... And immediately jumps into some of his training, which which is good because we forgot it for a little bit. But he jumps into it and immediately like runs over to the edge of the parking lot and stops people from coming, drive doing the rubbernecking, you know, driving by and looking at it. And you know, and the, and the and the fire truck rolls up, and we're just all standing here watching this vehicle that's running and the engine's on fire and it's just burning this vehicle up. And we're just like, I don't even know what to do. And I'm and I'm new. I've got an A in front of my name, so I, I have no idea what to do. And we're watching this thing, and the the fire truck comes up pokes around all of a sudden just grab the hose and shove it under the hood and just turn it on and he just fills the entire engine bay with water and and uh and then eventually a uh, a foam substance to cut the cut the thing so we're standing there we're going like what the heck happened and he goes well the the mobile had been overheating and so our routine was we drive around the mall patrolling in our random pattern and then when it overheated enough and we thought it was getting too hot We'd call it in, we'd drive back in, we'd pick up the other mobile that was functioning and drive it around. Well, he had been out in the Outer Ring Road, called in the overheating, said, Yep, bring it in. So he was halfway <laughs> down the parking lot, bringing it back, and it just burst into flames. And instead of shutting it off and putting it in park and turning it out and getting out, no, he just puts it in park and runs for the hills. <laughs> well, after all of that, so the security vehicle's been blasted with fire, blasted with water and foam. What does he do? He reaches in and the mounty hat is perfect. Pristine. <laughs> the dash is gone, but the hat is perfect. So you can put that hat on, go right to patrol. No problem at all. So I lost a mobile vehicle, but uh, but in it, it was just it was one of those things where you just you just saw this, I don't know, 18, nine year old, 19 uh, year old uh, security officer just staring at it, just like, I don't know. And <laughs> I forever remember that because I was new. I was out of college going, like, this is my first real job. And. And I'm going, like, I don't know what I would have done, but it was hilarious just to see the, the facial reaction of this officer and to have this, there are visible flames, fire, <laughs> visible flames. We're going, like, where? What? Tell, like, there's no smoke alarm without what? You know, and so it's just, it's one of those things where, like, the dispatch officer's losing it. The officer that's in the car's obviously lost it, and the supervisor's trying to catch up. It was just, a, it was a hilarious just turn of events.
1: Uh, one of my favorite stories is I'd just taken over a mall and, um, my third or fourth day there someone had uh, robbed a bank across from the mall and had set a bomb inside the bank and you know a lot of times when they say they have a bomb it's not a bomb but in this case here they made me close that end of the mall the entrance off that end of the mall and uh, the the bomb squad went in and they hooked up this was in uh, eighty or 93 they hooked up these concrete blocks with pulleys on them they they put attached a cord to the bomb and then pulled it out once they evacuated, and they exploded the bomb in the parking lot. And the parking lot did have some BBs and stuff in it. I mean, it wasn't a huge explosion, but it was a, you know, enough it, of a little pipe bomb kind yeah, of actual actual part. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and when they gave the note to the teller, they said, "Next, if, if you call the police, the next bomb's at the mall." So, like I said, I've been there maybe four days so uh, i was terrified so the the mall was actually not you know usually the the mall is called something something mall this was called something something center and i'm thinking well they didn't mean me because we're a center we're not we're not a mall <laughs> but i think they meant that so obviously on a on a heightened uh, awareness for the next couple days as we're looking for this and this is before cctv but uh the the they had the the video of the people that had done this, and they were wearing some dis, uh, very distinctive hats and stuff. So, you know, we had those pictures there at the mall. One of our security people actually remembered seeing them by a theater, by our dumpster. And so they went and looked in the police can looked in the dumpster to see if there was anything there that might, and there wasn't anything. But we're on a heightened case, uh, and, and there was also this briefcase. So, in, in two funny things to this story, uh, two days later, this guy walks in, and as it turned out, uh, every mall has uh, people that uh, every mall's got crazies. Every town has crazies, or people that are different for one way or another. And this guy walked in the office with a briefcase and said, "I just found this in the mall," <laughs> and we said. It's yours. Take it. Go, go yeah. on. Enjoy. Go, yeah. Enjoy. Thank go, you. Go away. <laughs> you know, yeah. Glad you found that. And uh, said, do you have any idea what's in it? And he said, yeah. He said, uh, it's a bunch of tax." information bank statements and stuff so he had opened it before he came in but you should have seen the you could have heard the sigh of relief in the office because this guy walks <laughs> in and said i just yeah. found this and it's like no we've been looking <laughs> you know, we're worried about this so we found it and brought it to us it's <laughs> the worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah please take it <laughs> it's awful. yours take it take it anywhere you want far away and open and see what it is so uh two days later on the radio i hear him say the bombers are in the mall they were wearing the same hat called the police. The police said, just follow them. We'll get officers over there really quick. And we were close to the police station. So uh, I went out there and and, uh, had my radio tucked up underneath my arm, and I was trying to be inconspicuous as could be. And so uh, I saw the police starting to to filter in. And even though I hadn't been there long, I knew a couple because at that mall, we used off-duty police officers. And so uh, I don't know what spooked them. Might have been me. Might have been that they just got spooked, but uh, they took off running, and they were carrying this uh, sort of a canvas bag. And so uh, they obviously weren't familiar with the mall because when they went down, they went down the up escalator when they ran down. But they it
0: definitely <laughs> slows, your, mm-hmm. slows your descent.
1: But uh, they did go down, and they ran out the mall. And so by the time I caught with them, the police already had them, had them spread out outside the entrance, had separated the bag from them in case this was some nefarious type of, and as it turned out, it was tools. But they were pretty sure it was the same people. So this officer that had uh, stopped him had him uh, got him up, and he said, do "You still have your Polaroid camera in the in the office?" And we used to keep a Polaroid camera if we banned people or if we had issues. A lot of times we took a picture, and you know, so we could identify them. Because believe it or not, sometimes people tell you fake names. Yeah, who, who, knew? who, who, knew? who knew? Who knew? Who knew? So um, I called up the office. Said, "Can you bring down the Polaroid camera?" So they brought the camera down, and they delivered it to me, and there was no film in it. So it's like, well, I guess I should have said, make and sure there's film. film. And, and, like, and, film. and so uh, we were next to one of the department stores, so I walked in, and they had the Polaroid film, and there was one called Polaroid Party Film, and it was out of date by about a month, but it was half the cost of regular Polaroid film. And I've always been frugal, so I bought the party film, not knowing exactly what that meant for Polaroid Party Film.
0: I so, don't, you know what's funny? I don't even know what that is. Well,
1: you will, you will learn in a moment here. So... Uh, I take the camera, put the film in it, take it back to this officer, and I said, uh, here you go. So he takes a picture. And as he's taking the picture, when it develops, there's a row of balloons around the outside oh. of it, <laughs> so it looks like. And so as it starts coming out, he's he's going over to the guy and go, look at that. Isn't that a great picture? You're going to love that picture. Love this picture. And the guy's just glaring at me like, I know I need to move here within the next 20 years because when he comes out, He's not going to be happy about this guy who brought the film with the bullet, but it did turn out to be the guys, and they arrested him for the. That's awesome. So why they were so in the mall cut, that day?
0: And why did you wear your own favorite distinct hat twice in the same week <laughs> yeah. that you rob a bank with it? Like yeah. that isn't that part of rule number one? Don't wear your favorite hat well, to my, rob banks.
1: My brother was a cop for thirty some years, and as he said, they don't catch the smart ones. So <laughs> yeah, that's, it, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's so, funny.
0: You know what's funny? I that reminds me not as cool of a story from a robbing the bank standpoint, but. There was, I had taken over my first ever mall so I'm solo in it you know and, and I didn't realize but at the time but my boss was in the same uh, media uh, circuit you know so which is which is not in the same town but same media circuit and so and I didn't really think two wits of it but my security which this mall was so tiny and such a just you know tight knit little tiny community I mean like we ran like part time hours only when the office wasn't open you know kind of stuff and so Security calls me. Is like, we found a package in the like shoved into the transformer in the back service court of this of, of the mall. There's a package. And I'm like, well, wh- what do you think the package is? Like, it's look like a bag. It's, like, it's a backpack. Okay, and where is it shoved? Right into the electrical transformer, like between two two transformers <laughs> in the back. Like, this totally suspicious like, I don't know. Well, I'm going to call police and see what they want to do. Okay. So, they calls him up. And, of course, it's a small town. So, like, any, yeah, chance, to use, comes. any chance to use the bomb dog would be <laughs> like, why wouldn't you use it, you know? And so, so, I'm at home thinking, it's fine. It's a little black bag. I'm in podunk nowhere. This is going to work out fine. Yeah, well, the bomb dog gets dispatched. And I'm like, you could... Okay, like just have them come look around. It's fine. Well, I'm not touching it because it's a bag and you're a transformer. Like, are you sure it's not trash? It's also in the same area that there's a trash container. Are you just sure not? Somebody just didn't want to walk the extra hundred feet and put it in the trash can. No, no, no. It's it's not, okay. Great. So, so the bomb dog comes out. Well, again, small town. The the freaking uh, media media. Picks up on the police signal just to dispatch the dumb officer, so it's like you know, please send bomb dog to you know this mall, and and they pick up. So all of a sudden, they don't show up on site. They don't even do anything. They just merely like on the news was like, well, we have a we have the bomb dog over <laughs> at this mall, and they're looking around for something suspicious. Like, and it's like eight o'clock at night. Like, what? And like, so I'm getting a call on my phone from my boss who's going, why didn't you call me about a bomb at your mall? And I'm going. There isn't a bottle at my mall. It's like you're just looking at a bag in a trash <laughs> thing. Like, it's it's trash. So anyway, so the bomb dog gets there and they like spend like an hour, you know, like sneaking up on the bag that's hiding from us, you know, and, and they finally get to the bag and they finally finally I think one of the cavalier guys goes up, is so like, I'm gonna open this zip, you know. Well, it's full of buckle merchandise because somebody in the buckle Business was trying to steal a bunch of merchandise, and they just, when they take the trash out, they'd shove it in the backpack and go back in. And with the end of their shift, they're they're getting several hundred dollars worth of sweet jeans and blouses, and go out of town. Sure enough, the next week, one of the buckle boys no longer worked there. Go figure. But I'm like, I'm like, come on, security, like just think a little bit, just a little bit, about what you're gonna do to me for calling this in. Like it was just like, you gotta be kidding me, just on. Uh, you know they don't catch the smart ones. Well, this one was a dumb one because it left right there for everyone to find it. So,
1: we had a time where uh, back when payphones used to be in malls, which well, there you uh, that tells you I just one took that- the last
0: couple of them out of my last
1: <laughs> But uh, there was a uh, it was a, a very big uh, uh, it was like a Franklin pan- planter, but it was a big one. It was left at a remote end of the mall, and this was not too long after the other bomb issues, and and so we were approaching it. Carefully, and we called the police, and the police came out, and they quartered off that part. And there was quite a crowd co- gathering there as they were de- debating what next steps would be. And there was this girl in the in the back of the crowd who kept pushing her way up, pushing her way up front, pushing her way up. She finally got there, and said, "I don't know what's going on, but I need to get my Franklin planner. I left it at the phone <laughs> there. It was her I life. need the Franklin planner. <laughs> so if I could just get that, I, I you guys can do it. You can do whatever you need to, but I just need that. So it's like, yeah, that's probably not a bomb, you know." um that's funny. There was a day at work that I was, uh, every time I left the office, I heard radio uh, transmit, the security transmit, that the Eagle has left the nest. And then I heard him calling dispatch saying where I was. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I I knew they were talking about me. Uh, my, my code wasn't Eagle. But I just knew they were up to something. And, and rather than give them the satisfaction of saying, okay, what's going on? I just thought, I'll play their little game. They could do whatever they want to. So... Uh, all day long, whenever I left, I'd hear the eagles left the nest, the eagles stopped at such and such, the eagles stopped at such and such. I didn't know what was going on. So at the end of the day, my security manager came in, handed me a sealed envelope with my wife's name on it, and said, I need you to take this home to Joyce. And I said, what is it? And he said, something Joyce asked me to follow up on. So, again, I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of knowing, so I go home, my wife opens this, and she got up that morning and saw that I had left my wedding ring on the nightstand. And I normally didn't take it off, but I had not worn it that day. So she had called my security manager, who was a good friend, and said, I'd like to know who Don's having lunch with today. He didn't take his wedding ring. So he, oh. had, he, had, done, he had done a security report that showed my activities for the whole day, where I went, what I did and stuff. So the next morning I came in and uh, – he handed me his resignation. He said, I realize I work for you. Not He wasn't serious. But he said, I, I work for you. I don't work for your wife. I never should have done that. But it was pretty dang funny. Well, that that's it. pretty fun.
0: That's a pretty fun uh, – that's pretty fun for the security officers, actually, oh, yeah. you, th- you know, playing the surveillance game. would well, be pretty cute. Pretty yeah,
1: cool. that, that same guy. I, there's, we used to keep a file that, with his name and all the different stories that he had. But there, I want to tell two more real quick, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. So um, – we were in a town with a major uh, basketball uh, NBA team, and uh, the the team was very very good to us. And and uh, a lot of times when there are away games, we would have uh, cheerleaders at the mall, especially during the playoffs and stuff. And uh, so it was
0: a good NBA team. Market. It was a good yeah, NBA yeah, team. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. and uh, they would give us merchandise and stuff. I mean, it, it was it was a great great partnership. So one day the cheerleaders had showed up. And I'm working out at customer service just because I love being at customer service. It was more fun than my office because, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm there, and uh, there's all these cheerleaders. And I got this bright idea. My security manager was out in the vehicle. We had a grocery store in the out parcel. And I said, uh, would you care to stop, and buy like a dollar's worth of grapes and bring them over here? I said, I'm going to see if I can get these cheerleaders to feed me grapes while I'm sitting here at customer service. So um, I lived four miles from the mall. So he shows up in about 15 minutes for the grapes, and we have this picture. I'm there, and the, these cheerleaders are being very, very accommodating. Yeah. And I said, Would you Playing along with the skit? Yeah. yeah. yeah just I mean, they, 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 they get it, yeah, they're yeah, hamming yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I look off to this corner of my eye, and there stands my wife with a rolling pin, and both kids. And security had called and said, "You just may want to know that your husband's trying to trying to get cheerleaders to fill him, feed him feed him grapes." So yeah, there was a lot of problems there with that guy. Oh so. wow, yeah, that,
0: that that man just ratting your own, ratting you out. That's <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah.
1: Made, made you know who your friends were in the yeah, office yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah, you uh, knew,
0: knew knew where to keep it good, keep it bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's like uh, Tony Benedict, you know. My, everywhere my cameras have, you know, I know whatever everything that goes on in my hotel kind of a thing yeah yeah uh
1: one time security had found uh, uh you, you, you know and it sounds like we're making fun of some of the security officers but sometimes there's things that happen that they really don't need to do but they had retrieved from a trash can uh this was around valentine's a punch card that had dr love's red hots in it and this was a punch card where you could Put out these, what I assume, to be cinnamon candy,
0: mm. you
1: know, and you could punch it out and you oh know, yeah,
0: get your, get yourself a candy yeah. yeah.
1: And so uh, they had uh, a security officer had written a report. I don't know as I'm telling the story now if he was serious or if he thought he was going to be funny, but he thought it might be a drug drop because the, this was deposited in in a, in a trash can. So my security manager had written a report uh, requesting money to buy a beret. A cigarette holder and a a a French mustache, so he could stand mannequin-like in a in a window, and record the activity. This is before CCTV. Record the activities of this alleged drug drop to see if there was anything else going on there. He said I tried to determine what the drug was, but he said when I took it. The fiery uh, coating they put on it made me spit it out before I could have affect I could notice any of the effects of the drug. And he wrote this up as an actual, actual report. report. Yeah, winning money for his mannequin, and uh, we didn't do it.
0: Well, I guess I guess you'll never find out yeah. who was doing the drug drop. That's right. So you know, uh, to, to keep to keep his officers, uh, you know, his officers true. Yeah. You know, what's funny. is uh, there was even a time i, I had a, I had some I had a mall. That had apartments and office, so you had all kinds of different layers. And we actually would offer furnished apartments. Um, and we would do, we were one of the few places in town that would do like a really short term lease. Like if you were building out your house or, you know, in between houses, you could do a real short lease. And we were one of the few places, high expense, so it was a high to do, um, you know, apartment complex. But but we offered this freedom. Well, and we probably shouldn't have wasted it to this one gal, but uh, she, she, uh, she allegedly had burned down her house.
1: So <laughs> did you know this before you? Well, left the apparently
0: tongue? someone else did. <laughs> um, I moved. I, I, this is like right after I started. So I think I think she started before I arrived, and then I arrived. But apparently she had burned down her house. The insurance had come in, and they were rebuilding her house. And so she needed a place to stay. So she moved into our, to our apartments. And so she was up there in the apartments, whatever, and. Something I can't remember what happened in the daytime, but like we're talking like eleven in the morning, routine check. There's an issue in the apartment, uh, so the security goes up. You know, or no, it's it's at night. There's there's an issue at night, and goes in, and uh, and does a safety check. Right, so there's we had this ability in that apartment to get in for emergency, and so this was an emergency. So we had gotten a phone call, and so he goes in. Can't find anything, but in the corner, he sees an ammunition box with a cord coming out. And he's like, oh, no. But the officer doesn't just call and report it. He, like, backs out slowly, doesn't want to turn the light on, can't see anything, shouts, anybody here, no, 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 okay, everything looks good, backs out, locks the door, and then goes about a shift the rest of the night. Writes it in a report. You know, the the daily <laughs> pass down. Went into this one thing, saw a munition box the cord, it was really weird, but nobody was in there. Thanks, bye, gotta go, right? So the next morning the supervisor staff's like reading this pass down and going, Oh, uh we should definitely investigate this. This is this is bad. You know, it's in the apartment complex. There's like multiple floors of people living on you know. So they send over security officer to verify again again, no one's in the apartment. We actually think she had moved was moving back into the house she had burnt down, right? So it was she was moving. She wasn't even there. Goes to the apartment. In the corner is a munitions box with a cord coming out and plugged into the wall. Well, he's about to turn the light on. He's like, no, no, no. Don't turn the light on. I don't know. So they call police. Well, police are like, this is a bomb. She's rigged it just like she did her house. This is a <laughs> terrible idea. we got to get everybody out of this building right now. So, like, we're like, a, we're evacuating a six story building, like, you know, trying to pull anything out and the residents are coming out going what's going on? I don't know. We're just for the safety, we, you know. We're just <laughs> even though everyone has been in this building for at least 12 hours with this thing plugged into the wall. So, we're there, you know, my boss is actually on site this time and he's he's going, "Oh no, like this is terrible. The police are going to think we're idiots and you know how this is, you know, this is a terrible situation." And I'm going, "Well, it's okay, you know." So, we're all trying to figure out what to do with this mission's box and and the security obviously is like, well, I, I guess we should have reported to you last night. Sorry about that, you know. And we're sitting there, and it's probably an hour. We're staring down this mission box, like we can't get the bomb dog out of the neighboring city, we're trying to figure it out. And finally, one of these guys goes, "The building's clear, right?" And we're like, "Yeah, the building's clear." And this Cavalier officer, just police officer though, you know, so he's sworn, yep. uh, just like walks in, flips the light on, opens the mission box, and he's like. It's just a counterweight for this lamp, you idiots, and like walks out. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, yeah, check check one. We were super safe. Like, it's a, and sure enough, you go in and look at it again. It's like, yep, it was on a piece of board holding this lampshade up. It's like, well, killer lamp, guys, <laughs> yeah. totally awesome. Like, yeah, we were just like, come on, but like, it was just like one of those ones where it's like, wait a second, you found this twelve hours ago and you just now thought about telling us. Like, oh, it was. Well, just knowing, you know, knowing her you history.
1: You had to, you had to at least. Oh yeah, you had to, you had to, you had
0: to edge on the side of caution on that one. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, uh, talking. It seems like we're talking a lot about bombs. But uh, so one day I had a new trainee, a new uh, uh, associate, starting with the company, and we're in the office. We're going over some stuff. and the security manager walks in. He said, uh, "They just picked someone up in the in the mall. They had a pipe bomb." I said, "What?" He said, "Yeah, they got a pipe bomb. They got them over at City Hall." And so we rode over to City Hall. We parked by the police station, and we were going to go on in, and and, uh, they were evacuating City Hall and the police station. So (laughs) it's like, what's going on? They said, uh, well, we got a little bit of a problem. So to back up a little bit, earlier that day the police had had, uh, been chasing a a truck that had been uh, uh, thought to be uh, part of burglarizing uh, vehicles the police lost the truck they the, the, you know they they, they uh, sped away and they couldn't find them so later that do- that truck was spotted going up and down the parking lot when the call went in about a, spe- a specific uh a, 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 a suspicious truck police came over and uh, they start following this truck uh truck stopped two people ran into the mall and two people went off on on the truck the rest of the way so officers went in Tackled this guy in the department store, and when he's got the guy on the ground, he said, "Be careful." He said, "I have pipe bombs in my, in my bag, and there's also a uh, forty five in there." So this officer was uh, just recently out of the Marine Corps, and uh, packed the guy up, packed the bag up, put him in the car, and drove into the sally port of the police department. Oh, dear. so he went in, and he <laughs> said, "I got him," and uh, he said, "He's got bombs and." and I was going, wait, what? <laughs> they, they said, you brought bombs in? So we get over there to hear the story. We didn't know the whole story at that time. Oh, so man. So uh, we're out there, and uh, it's like uh, and uh, this guy, he'd been to the company maybe three days. I mean, this is exciting stuff. There's more stuff to tell about that, but I don't know if there'll be time on this podcast. He he had probably the most unique first two weeks in the industry of anybody I ever know. But So we're out there, and uh, they had to call the bomb squad in to come in and remove that. And, you know, a lot of times bomb squads will do a small charge to try to, uh, I guess, take the the uh, fuse away from the bomb. And the first one wasn't enough of a charge to do it. So we're out there, and, and you hear, boom, just a reel. And it's like, hmm, that's not bad. And then they had to, still wouldn't let us go because they had to do another one so yeah there was a bigger boom boom and that officer until he left the department was always known as boom boom because two times they had to do that to get it removed <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so uh it was an interesting day to put it put it mildly for him so
0: well you know and, and and situations can always go you know go quickly you know i mean you can go from fine to quickly in fact you know some of the things I love about my security officers is is they really do, you know, it's it's kind of uh, pay attention and report, right? Like view and report. That's kind of the see it, say something, right? And uh, there was a time where I'm up in my office, and my office overlooks the food court in this one, and my security officer's up there, and he's looking out, and he goes, I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. So he goes down, I'm watching him, and he sees, like, Two people or three people in a group, or maybe it's five people in a group, just staying there in the food court, not getting sandwiches, not getting panda meat, just you know, just just watching. And he goes up to him and he's like, Hey guys, what's going on? And he's like, Nothing, you know, okay, just checking, thanks. And he walks away, but he just keeps his eyes on it. And like all of a sudden, the group of five becomes a group of ten and a group of twelve. And he goes back to goes, Um, hey, so it looks like you're gathering, uh, that's not allowed, you know, we're not allowed here to just gather up, you know, and, uh, what are you guys doing? And then finally one of them admits, like, well, we're here to, we're here to protest minimum wage. We want, we want more wages, and we're here to invite these food court workers who have been oppressed by the minimum wages to, 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 get, to, to come stand with us and, and join our forces. He's like, well, um, you're here in advance, so I just want you to know, like, we will call police, and we will have you arrested. Like, this is not allowed, you know. Well, no, I, that, that's ridiculous. This is a public area we can do it. But he's seen in advance. So he, like, shoes half the crowd away. But then within about 20 minutes, all of a sudden it goes from 10 people, 20 people, to all of a sudden it's like 200 people. And it's like, it doesn't matter how many security officers I have. A sudden burst, you're not going to be able to get it. So all of a sudden they're start, you know, they're together and they're chanting, you know. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was, but no more, we want more, uh, you know, $15, whatever it was at the time, or $12, you know, and we're not going to do it for less than this or whatever. So they're doing that and doing that doing that. Well, we've already dispatched police because he's on top of it and he's ahead of it. So, like, they're just starting to pursue it, and all of a sudden they turn the corner, and there's like six or eight police officers going, like, "Make my day," you know, <laughs> like. And it's like, okay, and this is over, like, you know, so, so like, and so, but but the astuteness of the security officer to look out and to be able to see it—that's the stuff that's great when you know you have a good director or a good good officers that are paying attention. Um, sometimes you can catch things that are just, you know. Being aware of something or being something, seeing a trend or something that's happening. I mean, it's like seeing, it's like when the guys, you know, don't notice when, uh, you know, organized retail crime, which is often called ORC in our business, you know, walks through the mall and I've got a nice middle market mall which doesn't have a Puma store and a but the ORC group comes through and they're all carrying bright orange Puma bags, which is like, hmm, I don't know. These are super large big bags that say Puma on it that are empty, but you're walking around my mall in a group somehow we didn't put a and B together that this was about to be a really bad day for a table full of jeans, yeah. you know, like.
1: but, but to, in their defense, uh, and this is a mis- misconception. A lot of times we don't do the mall security does not do loss prevention. Oh, sure. They yeah. will, they will assist as they come through. And you know, this segment, I think is going to have to wrap up cause we're sort of, we're sort of out of time, but there's enough stories here that we can probably do two or three segments. Oh out. yeah. No,
0: we'll have I, lots of more security. I, stories. I, sure. I
1: want to leave on a, on a little bit of a funny note, uh, when you said that the mall was, um, you know, the, the, you're not allowed to gather here. People, there's a misconception a lot of times that malls are private prop- or public property. In most states, they're not. And if you want to, if you want to do something there, you have to get permission ahead of time, and so on and so forth. And, and uh, so it it uh, th- there are ways for them to be able to spread their message, but without without uh, it not violating the law or mall policies. But there's a code of conduct, and if next time you go into a mall, if you look when you get nearby, there's going to be a code of conduct. And I, I became a student of code of conducts. So I would look to see what they had to say, because you were always, you know, you would change them as, as situations changed. Or, well, it probably started thing. with
0: like two rules. Right. Yeah. Shop, <laughs> leave. Shop, leave. <laughs> you know, don't a, stand. Yeah, yeah. Eat Auntie ants. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, the four yeah. rules.
1: <laughs> you don't get to spend the night here, but you know, go. But uh, I was walking through a mall in Utah one time, and the very last rule. On there, and there was like ten rules. It was all the stuff you would expect: no running, no profanity, no you know. It, the main purpose for shopping. The last one was uh, uh, no animals except service animals, dead or alive. And all oh, why I can, I don't know. I just, I really would have liked to have known what happened at that mall that they <laughs> felt compelled. I don't know if someone was dragging his dead horse through, going yeah. one last time through the mall. <laughs> or, or was
0: it like a taxidermy thing where it's like, this is, <laughs> this is Fido and he just has to be with me all the time? And yeah. Dead or alive? Dead or he alive. Says animals, that's yeah. it.
1: I don't know why I can't bring my dog in. He's stuffed. Because mm-hmm. people
0: a, think it's weird. That's right. <laughs> now that's funny. That's funny. I I think it's going in on because it it's just there's just so many funny things. I mean like, I mean I had a, I had an officer that that if if there was an incarnation of Paul Blart in real life, he might have been it. I'm pretty close. But he loved the Segway and he loved answering the questions of the Segway, just going up and rolling up and swinging it to the side and being like, hey, you know, and and then asking answering. He was like an encyclopedia of Segway knowledge. Did you know the guy that invented this? Da, 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 da. And it was like, I didn't didn't know that you know did you know they get eight miles to you know you know eight <laughs> hours of this and four hours of that and i can go over 12 miles an hour and it's like nope still didn't know that you know it's, so it's just it's and and they become really masters of knowledge too for them mall, like for weird you know you know in some ways they know where the bodies are buried right so they know where the secrets are they also know where how to get around and so they're actually often the best place for quick information if you're out at the mall and you're just looking for something to you know pick up something they, they tend to know who what when and where and why and and uh, but I always appreciate security, and so I think that's a good one to end on. Uh, where it's just you know kind of funny, the dead or alive. I think uh, you know that's a good words to live by. We, <laughs> we in, in the mall is we we'd like to only see service animals, and that's it, dead or alive. So yeah, that's, that's it right. works. Well, thank you for joining a, a mall life today. Uh, hope you enjoyed some of our stories about security. We look forward to sharing more and more about uh, just the different facets we find just fascinating in malls. And uh, you know, live life fun live life strong and enjoy the malls because keep your eyes open just like the just like the scary i say right you know see it say something but for us see it watch it enjoy it and and roll out thank you for listening today and we'll catch you next time